Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Your use of language has altered since our arrival. It is currently laced with, shall I say, more colorful metaphors. Double dumbass on you, and so forth. You mean the profanity? Yes. That's simply the way they talk here. Nobody pays any attention to you unless you swear every other word. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you are ready to flush your entire country down the shitter because you really don't like brown people, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, June 4th, 2016 Save Whitey edition of the show where we talk about what we can do to save poor white people, mostly from themselves. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Reggie's Mobile Home Superstore. Are you ready for a new house on wheels? Is your last place scattered all over the Oklahoma prairie? Are you a new buyer with no money and space behind your mama's place? Then come to Reggie's Mobile Home Superstore. We can get you out of the shed and into a pre-owned trailer home. No credit, no problem. Reggie's will finance you. All you need is your your government disability check or your mama's social security. And we'll get you into a pre-owned trailer home right away. Come on down to Reggie's. We just got a shipment of FEMA trailers and these babies are going to go fast. Reggie's Mobile Home Superstore. When your home is a shitty box on wheels, you got it at Reggie's. People be crazy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I knew you was gonna know. <laughs> they do be crazy Some though. Do. Y'all do. <laughs> I mean, I used to think it was just American white people that be crazy, but this week has taught me that white people are white people, no matter where they be crazy at. I mean, as we were writing this week's show, the United Kingdom, you know, our mother country, home of the Queen, Parliament, and BBC was going to the polls to decide whether or not they were going to remain in the European Union. The so-called Brexit. Get it? Britain. Exit. Never mind. It it would be financial Armageddon to the UK's economy. It might lead to the entire United Kingdom breaking up, and it's basically considered by anyone with two brain cells to rub together. God, sorry, that was a terrible idea. The Leave side, however, has a very clear, cogent argument about why leaving the European Union is the right thing for British people to do. 
Brown people, yellow people, get rid of them all. I mean, Vox brings us a wonderful quote, quote from a nice fellow in England named Bob, who best sums up the leave argument. We're letting in rapists. We're letting in shit, Bob tells us repeatedly. Our four children. How are they supposed to get jobs? I don't know why, but that does sound familiar. It's like Bob could be wearing some kind of hat with a slogan about making Britain great again, isn't it? And why are primarily poor white Britons the willing to send their country down in a flaming ball of wreckage like a spitfire nosing into the channel? Because if part of being in the EU means other members, members of other EU states can immigrate freely to your country in search of good jobs. It's like being able to move from Texas to North Dakota to get a job in an oil field. So Britons are deeply concerned that not the, quote, best, unquote, people are coming to Britain and taking their gerbs. Tack on the sudden influx of Muslim refugees into the Eurozone and the attendant fear of terrorism, and you got yourself a big old shit shake, and the Lee faction has straws in it for everyone. And by the time I record this, the results will be in, and the Brexit question will be moot, but here are the Brexit results as of this recording. Britain has said, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Now, most Americans are saying about the Brexit, Let him rot! Why should we care? And I guess that's a fair question. After all, the United Kingdom is not only one of our largest investors and we theirs, and, but it will also personally affect Americans by dropping their retirement investments and certainly any plans to travel to the EU and Britain. Though, to be honest with you, most poor white Americans don't have retirement accounts, and the closest they come to traveling into the UK is watching reruns of Benny Hill for a glimpse of boob. Brexit really impacts America most by teaching a very simple lesson about what happens when you let uneducated, ill-informed, xenophobic white people make important decisions about issues they really don't have a single fucking clue about. That's a bit harsh. Also, it's a striking example of what can happen when you allow a power-hungry douchebag politician to use the fear of the, uned- use the, fear of the uneducated, ill-informed, xenophobic white people in pursuit of political power. As an object lessons to Americans on a certain someone, it couldn't be any more clear. But that lesson is about to tear the heart right out of the British economy and basically Britain itself. But it didn't come here to talk about foreign affairs. For that, you should turn to our sister podcast on Fast Eddie's Podcast Hut Network. Here, what's up in your gob, you bleeding sod? Hosted by Reggie Smythwick-Jones. I'm here to talk about white people. Because white people seem to need... Seem to need... Special help. And I'm not saying this just to be mean, although I am enjoying that part of it. No, I'm saying that because you do. And we gotta figure out a way to get it to you before you get all pissy drunk and burn down the country. I mean, look, you've already got the candidate for the highest political office in the country who is essentially an out-of-control fire and the shitter is behind a tractor pull. If we don't find a solution soon... The fire is just going to spread airborne shit smoke all over the country. And I talked about this a few weeks ago in episode 52, So Long and Thanks for All the Votes. But I think we've matured enough as a podcast to recycle a little bit. Plus, I've been sick as a dog all week. 
The 21st century has taken the poor white man out and On the freeway I collected them and made them my bitch Get off my dick Globalization has stripped the American economy of most of its manufacturing jobs The decline of unions lost much of the collective bargaining power And those that do remain And all that there's left now for high school only educated Or worse, the high school dropout Are low-level retail jobs Which play slightly better than working the fry machine at McDonald's But only barely in essence, lower middle class white people had their entire lives ripped out from under them over the course of just a couple of decades and are now... I'm pissed off is what I am. And our answer to them about being rightfully pissed off has not been entirely helpful. Deal with it! And their way of dealing with it has been by doing what poor white people have always done when they find themselves in a tough situation blaming the nearest black or brown person who is actually, in reality, far worse off than the white people. We're good like that. They never seem to look at the rich white people who actually were the ones doing the fucking over and over and say to themselves, Hey, wait a minute, your, your dick is in my ass. No, 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 no. They look at him and said, What do we do to be the ones putting dicks in other people's asses? And rich white people always seem to have the answer, and it's, quote, kill all the, insert name of ethnic minority here, and that's what the poor white people go and do. After all, hundreds of thousands of poor white dudes died in a war so a tiny minority of rich white guys could keep slaves, depressing the labor market, making them even poorer. And, after they lost, proceeded to blame the black people that used to be slaves and wall them off from participating in markets that would have brought economic renewal to the South. White people are fucked up. There isn't much question that white people got fucked, and most of it wasn't their fault. I'm 47 years old, and growing up in the South, the idea for me was pretty simple. I would continue to live in the South, graduate high school if I was lucky, get a job at one of the factories near town, marry, raise a couple of kids, attend church, and die within a 20-mile radius of where I was born. To date, none of that has happened. Well, wait, I, I did graduate high school, and I have no plans of dying within a 20-mile radius of Etowah, Tennessee, though I always leave room for the idea of an ironic plane crash. This was what poor white people did a generation ago. My generation. Generation X. You know, Nirvana, Doc Martens disaffected. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. While the rest of the world was embracing the dawn of the information age in real America trademark, we were motoring along in the industrial age. To say we didn't see it coming is kind of the understatement on the level of the attack on Pearl Harbor being an oopsie or Gavin's attempt at online dating as merely being a horrific disaster. Because we didn't see it coming. We didn't remotely prepare for the kind of educational system needed to produce people qualified to compete in the 21st century job market. Shit, we were barely producing people capable of competing in the 19th century job market. My parents, and my father possesses a master's degree in political science, actively dissuaded me from the idea of even trying to go to college. Now, this is... Largely because they intuitively understood I would have majored in bong crafts and weed theory and had no real desire to finance my getting stoned for four straight years. I mean, it's, it's like they knew me or something. For a lot of poor whites, college was neither needed nor wanted. In fact, it was the kind of thing that just produced more trouble than it was worth. It made a lot of young people uppity with their high-minded thinking and such. 
All of a sudden, however, jobs that once required no more than being able to stand up, hear thunder, and see lightning to get a man and let a man raise his family for a lifetime, buy a bass boat, and take his kids to the Redneck Riviera once a year, just disappeared and nothing took their place. Because, let's face it, Google is not relocating their offices to East Frogfuck, Alabama, no matter what the property values are. Amazon might open a distro warehouse in East Frogfuck, but I hear that that's a lot like working at Walmart if Walmart was run by concentration camp guards. If you're not happy here, why don't you try another foolish escape? Escape? Who'd want to leave all this? Hogan, you're wasting my time. So we've got an entire class of undereducated, underemployed, underinformed people who are angry and have a very long history of doing very stupid things when they get all riled up. And if we don't do something to help them, they are just as like to blow up the entire damn country in a fit of peak. That's your word? Hell yeah, that's my word. Why, do you don't like peak? That's a good word. All right, you're right. It doesn't really apply to poor white people. We need to find a way to help them help themselves. Otherwise, they're going to help themselves right into a fucking Trump presidency. And the problem with white people is that they'll take help so long as you don't call it help. I mean, here are a group of people who routinely say such enlightened things as keep the government out of my Medicaid and never actually realize how insanely stupid that actually is. So we can't just give them money. Well, we actually could just give them money. In about two or three years, a lot of them would be dead. Drugs, booze, guns, fireworks, accidents, the kind of things that are killing them already. But with more time and money on their hands, they would really speed up that process. And while this might be a rational, if an incredibly cruel solution, it's not the kind of thing we like to think of ourselves as doing to white people. Indians, on the other hand. Oh, fuck them. So we gotta find a way to create jobs for people who have got no skills or abilities applicable to our modern economy, and we have to do it in a way that doesn't seem like we're giving them make work. Kind of like what they do for me at my day job. If only there was something in our country that everyone knows is falling apart, in desperate need of repair, because without it, things start going wrong really, really quick. Like the lights going out, or... 30-foot-high walls of water shooting down valleys. I mean, we gotta have something we need done that could be done by a lot of people whose job experiences with manual labor and building things and construction and things like that. Infrastructure. It's our roads, bridges, dams, levees, airports, power grids, basically anything that can be destroyed in an action movie. Oh, yeah, that. At the same time as we're sitting here with an entire group of people who ostensibly want to work, we also have massive projects that desperately need to be done, needing only the people and the funding to do them. I'm certain I've heard something about that once upon a time with so many of the same people, many of whom live in valleys in Tennessee. Gavin, what was the name of that? Copperhead 
Really, Gavin? You think wide-scale pot farming is the answer I'm looking for? Although now that I think about it, maybe. No, 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 no. No, during the New Deal, Roosevelt created the Tennessee Valley Authority, which brought electricity to the Appalachians in the 1930s. And frankly, that was the last time anyone did anything nice for Appalachia. Well, except maybe for Dolly Parton when she opened up Dollywood. All across the United States, we need new bridges, new roads, new dams, new power lines. Also, all across the country, we have a group of people whose job skills revolve around doing things no snooty big city pansy like me could do if our lives depended on it. Who do you really want when it comes time to build a bridge across the river? A guy whose only experience is playing roller coaster tycoon? Or a guy who, you know, maybe built something in his life once or twice? You're goddamn right. It would require a huge investment from the federal and state governments and private industry, and it would take decades to finish, perhaps even a generation or two, giving us the time to educate their kids to jobs consistent to the century in which they're living in. Of course, the government, the government expresses zero interest in taking on what is in fact a new New Deal, even though it would solve two massive problems in our country. On the Democrat side, Bernie Sanders talked about free health care and education for everyone, but neither one of those does a good damn thing for poor white people unless you get them to participate. And you can't walk up to some 50-year-old white guy from Georgia and say, Hey, Clem, I'm going to get you a job doing back-end code on a database server. Now, you can choose your language here. You can do PHP, Python, or Ruby, and expect him to hear anything other than a string of gibberish. Now, you might get a young white person to take your classes only to find out their education, if they're fortunate enough to graduate from high school, is the finest technical education 1992 have to offer. They're doing GeoCities websites in a Squarespace world. Hillary has a plan to infest billions in infrastructure repair over the next five years, but that depends on Congress actually passing anything remotely resembling her plan, which isn't very likely. Trump isn't sure what infrastructure is, but he can tell you he would be the best at it, his infrastructure would be the most stupendous you've ever seen, and he would get Canada to pay for it. Because in the end, rich white people like fucking poor white people. It makes them feel good about themselves. They can use them for their votes like disposable cups and toss them aside the second they make their mark on the page. They've been doing that for as long as there's been in America. And if I sometimes come across a little mean-spirited toward my fellow Caucasians of the poor persuasion, it's because I, too, was once an idiot. And all it took me to realize that it was rich white people fucking me over and not other poor brown people was about ten fucking minutes with a newspaper. And if you're so stupid, so frightened, so willfully ignorant that you either can't be bothered, or worse, refuse to believe the truth, then you are just, indeed, a a fucking idiot. But that doesn't mean you don't deserve our help. Hello, I'm Dave Bledsoe for the Save Whitey Fund. There were over 80 million white Americans with barely a high school diploma, and many of them vote. These poor, uneducated, simple folk only want to live their lives in rural communities with good jobs, a decent high school football coach, and access to a good bass fishing pond. Increasingly, these good and decent people are being misled by an orange herpes sore with a cotton ball tacked onto his head into believing a rich white man gives a shit about them. 
the Save Whitey Fund wants to help. Your donation will send a trained volunteer into small towns in places like Texas or Oklahoma who speak the language and understand the difference between a 410 and a 12-gauge shotgun, who will work to explain to them that no matter what happens, they will never be invited to appear on The Apprentice with Gary Busey, that Trump is a dangerous man who will burn down the entire country out of vanity and he would rather be sodomized with a rusty stop sign full of 22 caliber holes than ever watch NASCAR. The Save Whitey Fund will also lobby Congress to get desperately needed good jobs building things like roads and bridges to people who need the jobs and can actually do them. Donate now to the Save Whitey Fund because a poor white mind is just an awful, awful place. That is it for our show this week. We damn near didn't do one because honestly, I am still coughing up my lungs from some sort of shit going around. I probably got at the laundromat. I gotta find a place that doesn't allow the little disease factories that other people lovingly call their children in the place. (coughs) Or maybe it's just the years of smoking. Hey, we do like you around and remind you that if you would like to infect other people with the germs of this here podcast, you can rate and review us wherever your better podcasts are sold. You can hear the desperate wheezes of the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. And all of the shows are on SoundCloud. Just search for the name. And of course, we're at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Gavin, and all the other fictional people on this show, we say that the orange man says it's the end of time, and all the immigrants are making the Rio Grand River dry. The interest is up, and the stock market's down, and you're going to get mugged if you go around Browns. But we live back in the woods, you see. Just the woman, and the kids, and the dog and me. We got guns. Lots of guns and our four-wheel drive. And white folks, they think they can survive. We'll see you guys next week. I've got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive. And a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I can plow a field all day long. I can catch cats. From dusk till dawn Make our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do We grow good old tomatoes and homemade wine And country boy can survive Country folks can survive Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.